I'm going to just say it's, it's a word from God this morning for me. But Have you ever found yourself in a spot and you just... I don't want to say you're just hopeless. Maybe, you're, maybe you find yourself in a spot that you reconsider. You ever been there? And, and you take a couple steps back and you reconsider. Everything that you see based on everything that you felt, based on everything that was told, based on everything that was thought, based on everything that you know, but it just doesn't appear to be that way. And it kind of sets you back a minute and you begin to reconsider. That's me. Um, but I found something this morning that was just... Uh, I almost, almost entitled this, Now What? Um... But as I begin to read further on past, because I wanted to finish up, or wanted to talk a little bit more about the resurrection and, and the death of Jesus. And, you know, when he hung on the cross and he said, it is finished. See, we look back at it, we rejoice on that, don't we? We, we get excited when we hear about the words, it is finished from Jesus, because we've read the story so we know what it is finished means. Right? But what about the disciples? When he said, it is finished. They didn't read the story. They were living the story. So what they got from it is totally different than what you and I got from it. Can, are you with me? You, you hear what I'm saying? I mean, we, we can sit and look at somebody's life. Actually, we can turn back time on our own life in some cases and go, that's what God was doing. Have you ever said that? Amen. Now I know why God done that. Amen. Right? We, we, we turn back time and we can see it because we've, we've read the story. But while we were in it, we missed it. Y'all with me? That, listen, this will be a good word for you, I promise. This, you can look at your day and just tell, take a deep breath and relax. This is not about Pastor Engel pick on me. He might peer into your eyes. But he's not going to pick on you. This, this, is a, this is, to me, this was an exciting, an exciting word that he began to show me through Scripture. And it started repeating itself. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. I teach when it repeats to pay attention. So I had to go back and repeat <laughs> and read the repeat. And I went back and repeated again and read the repeat. But um, I've got, a, I've got a, a word of truth for you this morning. And I want you to take this with you today. And I want you to put it in your pocketbooks, in your wallets. I want you to put it on your mirrors. These can be your refrigerator promises. Anybody got refrigerator promises? This could be one of your refrigerator promises. He stands for you. He stands for you. 
when nobody else will. <laughs> when nobody else does. He stands for you. You know, I, I put that little teaser out on Facebook earlier and I said, have you, have you ever felt that moment when, when there, was, there was a hope or there was encouragement that, that you would feel when, when someone would stand up for you? Have you ever been in a place where you just felt like you... You felt like the underdog and somebody stepped in and stood up for you at that moment. Do you remember what it felt like? I mean, it gave you a sense of encouragement, didn't it? It, it gave me a sense of hope. This is what Jesus done for his disciples. Man, I can't wait. I don't even know what we've got for praise and worship. I don't know if we're going to do praise and worship. He's... <laughs> He stands for you. Can we do it backwards? I think I want to do it backwards. Um, go ahead and give me a row of lights. I'm going to do it now. We'll do praise and worship at the end. I promise you'll get to sing a song before you go home. I got in trouble one time by my sister. Oh, here we go, here we go. That's, he said it wasn't that one. <laughs> there, I mean, I don't care. Turn the lights on. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Will that work? Will that work? Now I can see everybody's whites of their eyes. And then he left a redneck in charge, and look what happens. It's okay. Matt, it's okay. You're so much like his brother. It's Y'all look alike. You got, well, your beard's a little thicker. We haven't gone live yet, have we? That might get Tommy a little upset. Okay, I'm going to just do this just like a Wednesday if you'll let me. I'm a... I need you to tell yourself something this morning. I'm not here by accident. You know, Jesus came to, to teach and to preach to those who were lost and in, in need, in trouble. We, we've gone to preaching to people I don't want to get on a soapbox. I'm going to open, I've got notes. That could be dangerous. It could be helpful. All right. Um, Bryant, are you okay? All right. Are you ready? Okay. Let's go to the first one, Bryant. Let's do John chapter 20 and verse 14. Told him I was going to be nice to him, so I just, I broke these scriptures up and gave it to him. I just didn't say, just do all the 20 and 21 and I'll find you. Now Tommy was here, I'd have got him. 
see, your pastor is compassionate. He cares. Okay, so John chapter 20, verse 14. Watch this. Man, this is going to be so good. Now, when she, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Verse 19. Just hang on, baby. It words for you, too. <laughs> then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst. And I'll go ahead and read the rest of it. And said to them, peace be with you. Somebody need to hear that. Verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst. Okay, and said, peace to you. 21.4 But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Let's pray. Father, this morning we're, we're going to take a step back and we're going to review you again. God, we're going to do this as a, as a group of people that believe in you and, and that trust in you. And God, even though that all of that stands for itself, we still have discouraging moments in life. And God, we have unrecognizable moments. We have contrary circumstances. And God, it causes us to to reconsider. Father, this morning, I know that you've not set anyone in a seat this morning by accident. Nobody just came by accident. They, they, hit, the, they hit the target this morning. They, they were right on time at the right place to hear the right word in the right moment of their life. And I believe that. So Holy Spirit, you're welcome here, sir. You do as you always do. You help us and convict us and comfort us and love us and guide us and keep us and teach us. Have your way. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever been rendered hopeless? I'm, I'm talking been rendered hopeless. Just, man, everything was going just as you planned. 
and out of the blue, a contrary circumstance showed its ugly head. And now you're standing going, well, I thought I heard. I thought I read. I thought it was supposed to be. I thought it was right. To find out that where you stand just doesn't appear to be what you thought it should be. I mean, when we talked about this thing of here, here Jesus came and Jesus stood, you find Jesus standing in, he's standing in moments in, standing in moments of confusion in the lives of those he appeared to. You've got to remember, the, all of his followers and all of his believers, they had watched him for three and a half years in ministry. They had seen him raise the dead, heal the sick, cause the blind to see, open the mouths of the deaf and the mute. And he hung on a tree and he said, It's finished. And as exciting as it is for you and I, it was detrimental to the lives, to the belief system, to their hope of those who loved him and followed him. They seen the one that they had followed and said, wait a minute, what do you mean it's finished? He's given up. Now what do we do? And see, we find some, some lock themselves in rooms because they feared the Jews. They feared, they feared the armies. They, they feared the people. They, and they locked themselves in rooms. Out of fear. You had others that decided their lives were over as they thought they should be. And they went back to whence they came. They took on the meaning of life as they once knew it. Because what they were being told, what they were being taught... What they were being led to has now come to a close. He said, it's finished. What's left? I've done this for so long. And now, here they stand in hopelessness, in fear, wavering. I'm wondering if they even reconsidered their faith. I wonder if they ever looked at each other and went, so what are you going to do? Are we still going to do what we've been doing? You had maybe some groups going, well, what do we do now? Where are you going? Peter said, well, I'm going fishing. <laughs> and Tommy and Sean followed him. 
But he said, I'm going with it. And the rest of them said, well, I'm going with you. This is what we know. This is what we do. I'm going with you. Isn't it hard to comprehend? I know you're looking at this from the basis of knowing the story. But they didn't know the story. Now I'm going to challenge you just a little. I'm not, I'm not going to press into you this morning. But I'm going to challenge you just a little. You've read the story. And sometimes even you. Oh come on. Dennis, tell them. You've read the story and you still yet reconsider. Some of you hide in fear. Pastor, be easy on us this morning. This is... Hope word. It is. I'm, I'm just, I've got to bring you along, right? If I just take you straight to the end, it's no fun. <laughs> you, you've got to have the journey. So I want to walk you through the journey because I want you to understand, I've always told you when you read this scriptures, that you place yourself in the scriptures. I want you to walk as the disciples walked. And I want you to understand that just because the, the circumstance or, the, or, or your situation in life doesn't appear to be as, it, as you think it should be, it doesn't mean that all hope is lost. It just means that maybe you didn't see him in it. Y'all remember Mary? I mean, that's the first that he stood Oh, and, I, and I, was, I was reading through this, and I'm going, God, why this thing about standing? Oh, this was so good. I, I wanted to just run around the church, but I figured people would think I was nuts this morning when they come in. But watch this. I'm going, wait a minute. And he stood, and he stood, and there he was standing, and he stood. Jesus, what, what, is, up, what is up with the standing? Because he had to show himself in a different posture from which they had left him. Okay. Let me help you. He just died. They laid him. They laid him in a tomb. But when he came back, they see him standing. Why? Why? See, oh, this is how I have to see it. If you and I 
go back and visit Jesus where we left him. Lying in our circumstance that has yet come to a place of healing, a place of wholeness, a place of reconciliation, a place, a place of restoration. If we go back and we visit him there and we see him the same way, how much faith are we going to have? I'm running on the inside because I know where I'm going. How much faith are we going to have in the promises that he give us? If I can't see past how I left him yesterday, how am I going to get through today if I continue to ponder yesterday? Come on. I mean, you're probably going to cry for us. He's standing for you. Do you? Church, do you hear me? <laughs> oh, God, I need help. See, I'm standing after reading the story. It is finished. Man, I'm rejoicing. I'm all about it. But there's just something that jumped up in my life. And it caused me to reconsider even after I've read the story. And here I go again, reconsidering. And he's reminded me this morning that he stands for me. <laughs> I, I know what you left yesterday, Rocky. I know, I know how you felt yesterday. I know where you were mentally yesterday. I know where your hope had been lost Yesterday, but today, if I can get you to turn around, you'll see me standing. Because today's a new day. This circumstance, is, it's a new thing. We, we've got to get to a point to where we don't continuously try to go back to see where we left him in our hopelessness. But we start to see him in a posture of victory. And we know that as long as we can continue to look at him and continue to trust in him and continue to hold to his promises, that our, our consideration will be the end of the story that we read, it is finished, versus the story that we're living, it is finished. Because what you're living is different from what you're going to read. Oh, man, I want to run.
Ever been found lonely after passing of a loved one? Found brokenhearted after a betrayal? Found weary after much travel? Found disappointment after many broken promises? Have you ever been, if you would give me about 30 minutes, I could probably touch a spot in your life to where you were found contrary to what you believed you should be. Have you ever been found? Many of us have the issue of continuing. Oh, man. If this ain't the best one I've had for the past six months, you ain't going to get no better. We have issues of continuing. See, we stop. Were we blading? We stop at our brokenness. We stop at our betrayals. We stop at our broken heart. We stop at our hopelessness. We stop at our hurt. We stop at our pain. We stop at our emptiness. And he wants us to continue. And the only way that you and I will be able to find the strength to continue is if we'll turn around and see him. Standing. He stands for you. Do you hear me, Michelle? He stands for you. Now, pastor's getting personal. He's coming to individuals now. Charlie, he stands for you. See, we want to pound the disciples. Now, Jesus has been crucified. Now we want to crucify the disciples because they've scattered. They've left. They've went back to what they've known. How about you? You ever gone back? Because it didn't work. Come on, I've had people say it. I've got Christian people that look at me and tell me, I've tried the Jesus thing. Yeah. It don't work. Oh, you you've tried, <laughs> you've tried something, but you've not tried Jesus. There's a, there's a difference. I'll beat you down in the dirt about this. It's relationship over religion every day of the week, baby. Yeah. And if you can't get that in your head, you will live an empty life. Going back to some notes, sorry. We have issues of continuing, continue to live, continuing to believe. See, what, what happens, Lenore, when it doesn't come to pass today? Do we not just, do we just quit believing? Do we, do we stop? Come on, don't be self-righteous. I know you reconsider. If it didn't happen today, well... God, it, it didn't happen today, yesterday, but, but maybe it happened. See how, you, see how you start to talk? 
Maybe it happened. If that's not, did he, did he say there's a possibility? <laughs> did he say there was a chance? Did he say he was hoping? Or did he tell you it would? What promise are you holding to? See, when I read the promises and reread the promises, oh, there's always different meanings that come from those promises to me, but it takes me to a higher level of hope. It doesn't take me to a pit of hopelessness. It doesn't start diminishing over time because he wrote it 2,000 years ago, and here I am today, and it still hasn't come to pass, and I want to know why, but I'm not going to lose hope. I'm still going to believe because if he told me, he said, have I not said it? Will I not perform? Is my arm not long enough? Is it not strong enough? Quit Quit beating the disciples up today. These fellas went through a rough time. They just seen the one they love say, it's finished. He give up. And now they're going, holy cow. Now what? See, I'm afraid that you and I do the same we walk this same scenario out. Man, when something else hits wrong, man, we, we go back to what we know. The, the, the self-righteous person right there said, well, I go back to Jesus. You're lying. You, you better come to a resolve within yourself. Because there's too many of us that go back to the carnality. To the carnal thinking. Not a kingdom mindset, but carnal thinking. Because this is the first thing that triggers when we see something conflicting with what we thought. They take off, they, they go, they go running, and, and they don't. <laughs> Ooh, God, I want to do the punchline right now. Jesus came back to the unbelievers. He stands for you. He walked into a room filled with fear. So that they would see him standing for them. Man, this was an exclamation point. Some 500 people have witnessed his resurrection. Look, if that's not scary enough, what about the people that died before Christ and got out of the graves and was walking around? Look, I'm sorry. If you had any, any ounce of doubt, 
when grandma and grandpa jumped up and walked by you, look. Huh? Let me, let me tell you a thing or three. Put you in a funeral home. Let somebody come up out the casket. I get... Either you're going to die there and go on to glory. Or you're going to have a different belief system. Right? He came to them. In the midst of their fear, he came to them. Have you ever been afraid? If you've not been afraid, you've not had to go through a diagnosis or a prognosis. Losing a job, that's not prophetic. That's how you get congregants' attention. You talk about real life scenario when you're looking at them. And they go, ooh, ding, no, that ain't me. We sit and look at these people and we ask the questions, how could they? How could you? How could you not believe? Watch this. Here I come, mamas. Mamas, here I come. How can you not believe there's a God after having a baby? Nope, too graphic. <laughs> I am amazed at how life's circumstances can cause us to quickly forget. Hmm. How contrary events can cause us to lose hope. When life takes a turn... Somehow, some way, our faith tends to follow. Come on, you got to. I, I need you to be honest with me this morning. I, no, I don't need you to be honest. I need you to be honest with you, with yourself. See, if you can stand up here and tell me that you've stood your ground. And you've never reconsidered. We're going to have a holy oil dumping <laughs> over your life. I'm scared to tell you how many times I've reconsidered. And I'm a pastor. Oh, this is a word of hope. Just hang on, please. Don't leave me now. <laughs> don't, don't, don't doze off into Ever Wonderland. <laughs> hang on, just stick with me.
He had to remind me this morning that he stands for me. And I let myself get bent out of shape. Don't you just... I let myself get bent out of shape. I get distorted in my head. And I find myself in 100%. It's okay. It's like putting on a, a sweater, 100% wool. You know that you put it on. And you know it's 100%. I find myself putting on 100% carnality. Pastor. Shut up. <laughs> Some of y'all probably jumped all up in that flesh this morning on the way to church. Do I have to come by and sit down beside you? <laughs> I'm looking at everybody. They keep ducking their head. They don't look at the pastor. <laughs> Not right now. Some of them grabbed their Bibles and said, like they was reading. <laughs> oh boy. We we might have talked about this, but I wanna I wanna hit it again. Sometimes I get excited and I jump notes, but it's okay. I believe we're shown on several occasions here Jesus standing to contradict the posture in which they saw him last. We sometimes have a tendency to view Jesus today as we left him yesterday in a prayer unanswered, in an illness without healing, a need not met. <laughs> How is it that you picture him today in your circumstance? How do you picture him? Left without hope? Left discouraged? Left heartbroken? How do you picture Jesus in your life today? See, I'm, I'm, I get excited because of this. He came back and stood in life's circumstance. And I, I was sitting there and I was thinking and I, I got to pondering a little bit more and I went, well, wait a minute, it just wasn't these that he showed himself to. He talked, he talked to over 500. So, I'm going to just give, because I know some of you, I know some of you, I know how, I know how your mind operates, but I'm going to go ahead and debunk it. Yeah, but pastor, he didn't come back in my circumstance. He... I, then this is what I want you to do. I want you to write down, oh, I want you to write down 501 circumstance today after church. I want you to go home and write down 501 circumstances. And if you can do that sitting at your table, then you can come back to me tomorrow and say, Pastor, he didn't get me. He didn't stand in my circumstance. He missed me. Come on, I, oh, I double dare you. 501 circumstances. And if you come back and lie to me, I'm going to know. 
because I'm going to look into your eyes and I'm going to see your soul. Do you know how hard it would be to sit down and write 501 circumstances in your life? Some of you haven't experienced 501 circumstances. Some of you, shoot, some of you doing Satan's job for him. He give you one circumstance when you was 12 years old and you've lived in it all your life. Don't get mad at me this morning. Oh, how many of you are still hung? How many of you still set reconsidering <laughs> what he done on the cross for you and I? Well, if he died for my sins and he... He rose from the dead and everything is supposed to be all broken and I don't have any issues with sin. Why do I keep? You chose it. He didn't say that you don't have, he didn't say now that you have authority over sin or power over sin or sin doesn't have authority or power over you. He didn't, he didn't say that. For you to think that he just took it and you ain't have to do nothing. Hang on. His blood was for the forgiveness of sin. Our problem is he forgave us. We won't accept it. So we still walk in our bitterness. We still walk in our hurt and our pain. We still walk in our sin. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, he came back to them and stood. Did you hear? Did you hear? She's preaching it. She don't even, out of the mouth of babes, didn't even know that she was saying what she said and she spoke it. Did, did y'all just hear that? She said, we're back. See what I mean? He came back. Look, I can preach from it. It don't matter to me. You can't, look, that might have been him. Amen. <laughs> I told you it felt different, and it's going to be a Wednesday night on a Sunday. Give me my glasses before I throw a shoe. He's willing to come back and stand 
for you. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you struggle with. I don't care what you're fighting against. He will come back and stand in your circumstance. Because that's just the kind of God we serve. See, we want to preach to people, well, you keep going out living in sin, are you? God ain't talking to you. See a Christian fail and miss the mark. I lightened it up a little bit. I just get the true meaning of sin. So some of the, to make it more palatable so that you could take a bite of this. You, 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 watch a, you watch a saint miss the mark and you want to crucify the saint. And you want to tell them, you ain't got the Holy Spirit in you. Holy Spirit ain't going to dwell in an unclean place. This is that, you, you're the house, you're the, your body's the temple of the Lord. How many times you heard that? Boy, I've heard it tossed around. Guess what? Holy Spirit will abide there. How I know? Because without him, you can't become holy. Without him, you can't become clean in the first place. Oh, see, oh, I'm just messing with all kinds of doctrine and theology. All the letters, crayons. Don't, y'all write me napkins. <laughs> you just, uh. I didn't mean to turn and put my butt in your face. <laughs> Maybe it was a sign. <laughs> stop. Stop, Pastor, stop. Baby, I need your help. You're supposed to pull me out of stuff like this. See, just like he did for the disciples when they felt abandoned, he stood. When they were scared, he stood. When they were overtaken by hopelessness, he stood. In the face of contradictions, he stood. In the face of feeling lost, he stood. In the pain and the hurt, he stood. And today, hear me. No matter your circumstance, he stands. He stands for you. 
I'm going to use you as an example. I hope you don't get mad because I love you. But while I was married to Debbie and her having children and watching some of the things that she would struggle with, dealing with, with feelings and emotions of, am I doing it right? Am I a good mom? Am I, am I not a good mom? What do they call that? That's the post, post, postpartum? What is postpartum? What partum? What is partum? See, I told y'all I'm ignorant. What? So partum means after you have a baby. Okay. Huh. That's partum. That that's what part. It took a man to give me a definition of a woman and part. It is a Wednesday. There is a call drop. I can just imagine what you feel sometimes. And now my son decides to go fishing. Oh, I'm with you. Sweetheart, I'm on your side. Because he could have been here and went on a ride with me. But I sit and watch. But I need you to know something. Even when everything else around you seems empty, even when there doesn't seem like there's anybody there, he stands. That's why you got a phone call the other night, quarter to nine, we had to go get a milkshake. Because, see, we take things on. How many of you take life on by yourself? You take life on by yourself and you try to defeat it. Can I ask you a question? How's that working out for you? <laughs> Are you getting through okay? It's a little struggle every once in a while, ain't it? I've met your sister. She knows I love her. We have a tendency to go back and pick up <laughs> the very things that he delivered us from. Because now you're living a circumstance and not reading the story. I don't know how many times I got to tell you this morning. This is what he told me to tell you. He stands for you. When nobody else will. BJ, he stands for you. In the midst of life's confusions. He stands for you. Mike, when you think all hope's lost, rug's been ripped out from underneath your feet, he stands for you.
Oh, you struggle. Don't grow weary in well-doing. He stands for you. See, we don't... I'm trying to give you a message of hope. Because all you hear from pulpits are the things that you shouldn't do. And how God will react when you do. Well, you know, the, if, the lo, if the Lord loves you, he'll chasten you. That's that King James. I can't even say it right. Chasten. How do you say it? She's there. She ain't even trying. She said, nope. I'll let you stand on your own. Thanks, sis. How'd you say it? Chaseth you. No, no, that's like running after you. I'm talking about beating you. No, that ain't the word it uses. It ain't. No, it's not the word he uses. They, they put an appropriate word in there. Those he loveth. He chaseth something. Whatever it is, it means he whoops you. Why can't they just translate this in just plain English, redneckies or something so I can understand it? Hillbillyology. That's what I need. Why are you laughing? <laughs> See, we hear that kind of thing, and, and that's how they put over on you what's going on. Well, he loves you. That's why he... Stop with the nonsense. We're drilling things into people's head thinking that Jesus is all about the belt. Jesus will correct you in love to draw you back to him. Not to cause you to run away from him. Look, when you let me get a hold of you for five minutes and beat you with a belt, I guarantee you next time I come at you with a belt, you're running. You ain't staying around. You ain't coming back. <laughs> he came back to them. See, Oh, they're out there fishing. Peter went back to fishing. He went back to life. How was it working out for him? You want me to read you the story? It said they didn't catch anything. He has, oh man, I, there it went. It's like 15 of them little things went. And now I've got to try to gather them all up, put them back in a bottle and blow them one at a time. He showed up to them in these incidences. Nobody knew him. Because it's hard to see him when you're in it. And when he did show up, some he spoke to. Actually, all of them. 
That was one bubble. Here's another bubble. Peter and them are fishing. Jesus calls out to them. Do you have any food? Got any fish? They said no. And it was only one person that recognized his voice. Who was it? Who was it? Say John the Beloved. You got it right. John the Beloved. The one whom Jesus loved was the only one that recognized his voice. I picked that apart. Y'all won't do that, but I will. Because his relationship was so deep with Jesus. (laughs) See, he had already taken on a relationship with Jesus that Jesus loved him. The whole congregation's here. Everybody will leave, and one person's going to go home and go, Dear Lord in heaven, thank you for that service today because it was just meant and it was right on. It's only going to be one of you, and it was right on time, and it just helped my life. Why? Because that one person's got a good relationship with Jesus Christ, and they hurt. Never mind. It's actually going to be 25% of you, according to Scripture. That's still not a whole lot. Are you with He spoke. So he could get their attention. Not their circumstance. He didn't want. Because many of you let your circumstance speak to you. Any of you ever said. Well I'll never get out of this. I'm going to say this on live television. Man this sucks. You've said it too. Don't go you write me a letter and I will return to sender. It's one thing after another, after another, after another, after. Will I ever get a break? Yeah, because he comes back. See, okay, let me, let me go back to Peter real quick. John the Beloved says, it's the Lord. Peter, and you can look through all these things. Peter, it says he puts on his outer garment. And it really isn't. It's basically he girded himself with his garment because the outer garment lays kind of down and it would tangle. And if he jumped in the water and he would drown. And are you? Yeah. I just can't go through it all. He, Peter jumps. We think he's going to shore. That's not the true Latin here. <laughs> he jumped to stay busy, long and short of it. Maybe a Wednesday night I'll express more and we can get into it. But he jumped, he jumped overboard to be continuously fishing or keeping his mind on his task at hand because somebody just said it was the Lord whom he had denied three times and he didn't want to have to 
faced him at this point. You have to read later during the chapter. He, he wasn't, Jesus didn't ask him, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you? That's not where he asked him. He asked him later on in the chapter. See, Jesus came back yet again for Peter. Can I tell you, I don't care how many times that you won't answer the call. I don't care how many times that you won't step out and say, God, here I am, take care of it. I don't care how many times that you've got to fight and struggle. He will always, always, always come back and stand for you. He didn't restore Peter there. Peter didn't even want to go. The Latin said that he he got on board. He got, I can't, Wednesday. We'll do that on a Wednesday. There's one word that means go ashore and one word that means go aboard. It's, he'll always come. Always stand for you. Don't you dare let anyone with a religious forked tongue ever tell you anything opposing to this. He will always stand for you. But pastor, you don't know what I, I don't care. He will stand for you. But pastor, I'm going through. He will stand. But pastor, I don't have a... He will stand. There's no... He will... I'm so lonely. He... Life can't take you out. I've not read that in the Bible anywhere. The Bible actually says that the only one that you should fear is the one that give life and take it life. Last time I checked, that was the he that we're talking about. He will stand for you. Some of you need him to stand today because you've been looking at him in a posture of lying. And you go, I guess it's not meant for me. Or I guess I'm too far gone. I've done too much. He'll never take care of this. Or I'm too far out. And he comes back again. Peters and Peterettes. He comes back. Again. And again. And again. His love is Relentless. Did you get that he'll stand for you? Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you just tell her, say, you better say yeah? That's what she said. <laughs> she leaned over and said, you better say yeah. She said, hurry up, I want to go to lunch. And if you don't say yeah, he's going to preach all over again. God, who needs this? 
Let's do something in closing, okay? We're still going to play praise and worship music. By Facebook, by YouTube, this isn't your time, this is theirs. That's how you make them come in, Miss Pat. Actually, that's how you keep them away because they they scared to come through the door. They're scared I'm going to call them out. <clears throat> I want you to take a moment and I want you to consider, not reconsider, I want you to consider now what you know. That he will come back and he will stand for you. You have to say it like this. He will stand for me. Maybe I should have named this. He will stand for me. Your relationship has to be personal. You have to trust him. You can leave it playing. You, you have to trust him in such a way that nothing else can get in the midst of what you believe him to be and what you believe him to want you to have. Does he want you to have hope? Well, does he? These people, man. Right? Does he want you to be healed? Watch this. Does he want you to have finances? You couldn't even say it. See how that happens? Why, why is it so hard for y'all to believe that? It's going to have to be another Wednesday, isn't it? Stop accepting Jesus in partial salvation. Accept Jesus in the fullness of his salvation. I don't know what to tell people, Miss Linda. This is why I don't talk too much about finance, because I believe I'd make half of y'all mad if I talked about your finances. I just let Jesus deal with it. You keep giving to the church, let the church do its thing, and that's fine. And I'll leave that there where that's at. But listen to me. Jesus wants you to have. He said, test me and see <laughs> that I will have men pour out into your bosom. And he didn't stop, Dennis. He said, they're going to press it down, and they're going to shake it together. And it was going to overflow after they pressed it down and they shook it together. He didn't say he was sending you a holy check. He said, I will have men pour into your bosom. Stop cutting. Do you know how much more work you can do with the kingdom if you were able to tithe and give more than what you do now, even now? I mean, because even now it's sacrificially. Ain't no doubt in my mind. But can you imagine if you had more to give and more to do with? This is all I'm after right now. I'm after more so that I can give more. You can ride with me or you can ride without whatever. I'm after more so that I can give more.
There's, there's, too many, there's too many single moms. There's too many desperate people. There's too many people without that should not be. Maybe we ought to go to the Axe Church. Come on, somebody amen that one. There he goes. He amended it. <laughs> Sell everything you got. Give it to the church and we'll hand it out accordingly. You hear them crickets? <laughs> Great day. I bet you I heard a mouse just run across the carpet. But this is, listen. He will stand for you even in that. Are you lacking in your relationships? He will stand for you in that. Are you lacking at your job? Don't you answer. Are you lacking at your jobs? He will stand for you. Are you, are you, getting, are you getting this? We're talking, about, we're talking about a king that decided to say, forget glory, I love you more. I want to pull my hair out because I really want you, man, I want to put, I want to force feed this into you this morning that he will stand for you because there's too many of you that have given up. There's too many of you that have just laid back and said, I can't anymore. Why even bother? They don't care. I, why should I care? I can't get, why should I bother? He will stand for you. I wonder if that was another reason that he hung on the cross upright. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Y'all okay? I love you, and so does he. <laughs> Never mind. I can't smile like Joel. <laughs> but I wanted you to get that warm thing, you know, like you get when you see him say, he, I love so does God. I just, I can't do it the same way. But I do and he does. 